Chapter 1 The morning air was hot and steamy. It was the 19th of February, 1942, nearing the end of the wet in the Northern Territory, and already the weather pattern was building for the inevitable afternoon tropical deluge. Faith Brody put down her two heavy suitcases when she reached the wharf and loosened her light cotton dress, which clung stubbornly in places to her slim young body. An unexpected wisp of cooling air came off the water, and she felt the sting of perspiration in her eyes. She quickly took off her broad-brimmed hat and wiped her brow with the palm of her hand, then ran her fingers through her long, fair hair. But the puff of wind disappeared as quickly as it came, and feeling the searing heat of the morning sun on her face, she put her hat back on and looked out over the harbor. Although the port was crammed with shipping, there was barely a ripple on the emerald green water. Australian, American, and British transports were tied up at the wharf, and many more were riding at anchor among Royal Australian Navy tenders and the American destroyer USS Peary. One of the largest ships in the harbor was the Australian hospital ship, Manunda. Things had changed so quickly in just a few weeks. The Japanese had devastated the American Pacific Fleet at Pearl Harbor, destroyed General MacArthur's Air Force on the ground in the Philippines, and his army, facing certain defeat, had withdrawn to the Bataan Peninsula on Manila Bay. Just days earlier, the supposedly impregnable British fortress of Singapore had fallen to the Japanese after their triumphant sweep down the Malayan Peninsula. Now, after the rout of Australian forces in Timor, the Netherlands, East Indies, and at Rabaul in New Britain. The enemy was literally on Australia's doorstep. The humble port of Darwin had been transformed into a strategic Allied supply base for a new war in the Pacific. Fearing an imminent Japanese invasion, the Australian government had ordered the evacuation of all women and children from Darwin and the stepping up of the remote outposts' meager fortifications— Already, over 2,000 people, half the town's population, had left. Faith was one of the very last evacuees, scheduled to sail to Perth aboard the coastal steamer Zealandia. Faith picked up her suitcases and began weaving her way down the dock, in and out of huge piles of war supplies and building materials stacked high on the wharf. The Zealandia lay at the far end beyond another coastal steamer, the Neptuna. The area around the Neptuna was a hive of activity as scores of waterside workers uploaded her cargo of munitions and high explosives. When her holds were empty, the Neptuna would also sail southward with the last of the top-end evacuees. The drone of aircraft overhead caused Faith to look up. She saw several aircraft approaching over the harbor. They seemed to be flying very low. Then she saw a second wave of planes behind the first, then another behind that. Soon she could see many times the combined total of the few RAAF whirlaways and American Kitty Hawks based at Darwin. Faith smiled and put down her suitcases again. There had been talk around town of more Americans coming to Darwin. From what she'd heard and seen of the handful of flamboyant American flyers at the RAAF station, it would be just like the Yanks to show off the arrival of reinforcements with a low-level fly-past. They certainly seemed to be doing it in style. 
Now there were so many aircraft in the sky, they were beginning to block out the sun. Then, suddenly, Faith's smile vanished when she saw the bellies of the leading aircraft open up and start disgorging strings of bombs. In seconds, the tranquility of the morning was shattered by thunderous explosions. Faith was lifted off her feet and flung through the air in a roaring blast of scorching hot air. She landed heavily on the hardwood planking of the wharf. There were more ear-numbing explosions, and from where she lay, Faith saw the port's huge oil storage tanks take direct hits and become instant infernos of flame and dense black smoke. Then a rapid series of small blasts ignited ruptured oil pipelines around the dockside, and all at once there was fire everywhere.